Busey Wealth Management, we're proud to partner with individuals, families, and foundations, ensuring possibilities become achievements. From preserving and enhancing your assets to securing your legacy for future generations, we're focused on your success. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth. Since 1868, member FDIC. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? So let's rock! I want to get to this thing about Joe Biden and Trump's border wall. It is hilarious. <laughs> but first, just a quick update. The Speaker of the House, you know, uh, they kicked Kevin McCarthy out on his tuchus. And now it's looking like it's coming down to Jim Jordan uh, of Ohio, representative from Ohio, and or Steve Scalise for Speaker. Either way, that's an upgrade. That's an upgrade either way. I don't care which one of these guys gets it. I'm more of a Jordan guy than I am a Scalise guy. But it wouldn't be awful if Scalise became the speaker. Both of them, substantial upgrade to Kevin McCarthy. And this is something we talked about yesterday, Nige. So many people freaking out. This is going to be chaos. This is amateur hour from the Republicans. Rabble, rabble. But is it really if you get a substantial upgrade to the position and it's resolved relatively quickly? Well, the whole thing, I can't remember if I mentioned this or not, but Steve Scalise has a rare type of blood cancer and it's treatable. And it, it could take you out, though, also. I mean, I'm, I'm very familiar with friends who had a, a relative pass away from this at a, you know, at a young age. Um, so, but it's treatable, but you have to do, like, stem cell transplants and, and chemo. And you got to be on the road a lot when you are a Speaker of the House. Right, I mean, and that's long I mean, hours. you got long hours. you got to be on the road. I couldn't imagine being on chemotherapy and having to go out and fundraise. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And and Jim Jordan, um, I think he had a lot of allies. He's got Gates's endorsement. I think I heard. I think I, I think one time Jim Jordan trying to get rid of Boehner, and some people hold a grudge like that. So we'll see how that works out for him. Um, but yeah, they're off the rest of the week anyway. So right. <laughs> I love how this would have happened with uh, or without McCarthy. <laughs> yeah, I, I love how the, I love how they they kick this guy out and they say, "All right, we're out till next week." government job no kidding so while those two kind of lay all their cards on the table trying to become the new speaker still some establishment republicans are upset that the whole thing happened to begin with and even some tv hosts i thought brian kilmeade was going to cry on the air on fox news earlier today he hates gates he hates Matt Gates, And he's been on the show, by the way, a bunch of times. Yeah, he's been on the program, but he had, I think, Tennessee's representative Burkett on with him today. Now, Burkett was one of the eight that voted to oust Kevin McCarthy. The gang of eight. The gang of eight. And Brian Kilmeade, you could tell, he's not happy with these eight individuals that voted to oust the speaker. So he kind of ripped on Burkett for that. And you make the call. Does it sound like Kilmeade is kind of mocking this guy for saying that he was praying over something? Are you happy following Matt Gates? Is that your leader? I'm not following Matt Gates. I made my own decision. I didn't ask Matt. But if Matt Gates didn't approval, challenge, you wouldn't going to challenge. 
Do what? If Matt Gates didn't stand up, you weren't going to challenge. You know I that. Believe I, I believe I would have. Oh, come I on. I, and they're, and they're, oh, well, Please, you, you know, were praying please, about please. it one minute. The next minute you're going to lead an insurgency? And so you don't think that praying about it's important? Is that what you're saying? One, one minute you're, you know, praying you're praying about how you're going to vote with Matt Gates. And the next minute you're going to lead an insurgency? Listen, you got a predetermined answer to everything. I, I no, I have, an, I have an opinion about what's going on. Do you have and an opinion, t- too? I, boy, I, yeah, I just that, that came off. Um, I mean, Kimmy's a jerk. <laughs> he came I mean, off like, like it. Yeah. Like, okay. I mean, we, we complain about that all the time. How when Republicans go on with with um, CNN and MSNBC, how they are, how, how they're treated. I, I'm not saying kill me. I, I think he could have done that probably a little bit better. Now he does make a good point. Would Burkett have led the charge against McCarthy? Right. Do Instead you have the Gates? testicular fortitude to be the guy front and center like Matt Gates telling people McCarthy stinks? Exactly. So I mean that that's a good point, a legitimate question, but um it's uh it's uh, cable news. You got to make it interesting. So let's turn our attention to the border. Please. You can't make this stuff up. So the Biden administration has announced plans to add to Donald Trump's border Ah. wall in Texas. (laughs) Now, earlier today, Joe Biden was asked about this, and the angle that he's playing was, well, that money was appropriated for that cause. There's nothing I can do about it. I still think the wall sucks, blah, blah, blah. Answer one question on the border wall. The border wall, the money was appropriated for the border wall. I tried to get them to reappropriate, to redirect that money. They didn't. They wouldn't. I can't stop that. This money has been there since Joe Biden took office. He could have used this at any point in the last two and a half years. But when chaos is at its absolute breaking point right now at the border, this is when he says, well, I, I, my hands are tied. What am I supposed to do here? Oh, come on. Is anybody buying that? Is anybody buying that? <laughs> this is the Biden administration saying, yeah, we told you we weren't going to build any wall. No, I'm, there will not be another foot of wall constructed in my administration, number one. <laughs> that, that was 2020, right? That's the Biden administration yeah. saying that. But in real reality, the narrator comes in. But they needed the wall <laughs> because the border was insane. That's what's going on here. And it wasn't just Joe Biden, Mayorkas, back in 2021 here. Why didn't you build, forgive me, a wall or a fence to stop them from walking in this flood of people coming across the dam? It looks like a highway that allows them to cross the Rio Grande. It is this pol- the policy of this administration. Uh, we do not agree with the building of the wall. <laughs> didn't the DHS secretary there just say today that they needed there was an immediate need for miles of new border wall immediate need <laughs> are the two key words right there so wait you have biden on one hand saying oh there's nothing i can do about it uh, it's been appropriated or we have to build it it's uh, making it sound like it's a bunch of crap that he still doesn't want the wall they've been telling you they don't need a wall for years 
and then all of a sudden you had Mayorkas today or yesterday saying there is an immediate need to add to Trump's wall. Hilarious. And Joe Biden knows this too. It's just Biden and even Kamala have said so much stuff in the past trying to shame Donald Trump about the wall that their pride won't let them admit that a wall is a deterrent. This is Kamala Harris back in 2020. Folks have plenty enough problems that they need their president to focus on instead of a wall that, by the way, because I was a prosecutor for many years, including the attorney general of California. I specialize on transnational criminal organizations. That wall ain't going to stop them. But yet... (laughs) You're building it now. Parts of it, anyway. The DHS secretary has said we need. there is an immediate need. And where this is coming is pressure from some of these very blue cities and states. Absolutely. In Chicago, yeah. just a couple days ago, they had a big illegal immigration gathering, rally, whatever you want to call it, where folks in the community... <laughs> Sound like what Republicans were saying back when Donald Trump was running for office. You cannot keep bringing immigrants in. The city does not have the money. You cannot track them. You ain't tracking them good at the police station. You don't know their name, but you want to spread them all over the city. It is unsanitary. It's unsafe. And it's just not right. I remember the good old days when saying those kinds of things about illegal immigrants coming into the country was... <clears throat> Racist, don't you? (laughs) Seems like only yesterday. By the way, Donald Trump has released a statement in regards to uh, the Biden administration (laughs) wanting to build more wall. Quote, I will await his apology. (laughs) And Nige, you're in for a treat because joining us now on the WIBC hotline, I think the Biden administration may have reached out to Donald Trump for his advice on how to build the wall. Here is the 45th president of the United States. So many people said, not to me, but behind my back, that the border wall was just a crazy idea. And by the way, I know who those people are. A lot of them have already already been located and they were abducted and thrown into a cargo van with the black hoods the whole thing and i guarantee you they have learned their lesson and they have now been returned to their families the preliminary stages of the walls construction have already begun it's actually going to be incredibly beautiful and there will be a life-size our lady of guadalupe statue positioned every 50 feet along the entire span it will play tahana music which is so wonderful and if anyone gets too close to it the the Virgin Mary will release a cloud of semi-toxic nerve gas. All right, I got to get going. <laughs> 45th president of the United States. I ain't seen a beating like that since somebody stuck a banana in my pants and turned a monkey loose. You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show. <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, my name is Nigel. Hammer's over there. You know, I used to give Hammer a lot of crap because he told me when he'd go down to Florida, he'd see random monkeys just walking around. I go, there's no monkeys. It's not the jungle. You just don't see monkeys walking around on the side of the road. And you proved me wrong. Yes. And, 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 and I fully admit I was wrong on that. There are monkeys that wander around Florida. Florida, but it also happens in Indianapolis, apparently, as well. <laughs> we can all sleep easy tonight as of 11.15 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
Momo the monkey was captured on the near east side of Indianapolis. Even the name cracks me up every time I hear it. An eyewitness to the chaos oh. was my friend Elena Sheets. Elena, welcome to the Hammer and Nigel show. Tell us about your monkey experience. Hey, thank you guys for having me. Um, last night, I was sitting in my home office, and my husband was about to start mowing the grass, and he opened the front door and said, did you just see a monkey go by your window? <laughs> um, it's near Halloween time, so I assumed someone was dressed up and running around. Oh, interesting. And so my son and I went out the front door and said, what are you talking about? And he said, look around the corner. And sure enough, there was Momo running down the street. <laughs> my neighbors had hopped into the back of their pickup truck and were holding PVC pipes, um, attempting to deflect right. him from them because he had run up and scratched one of the guys that was oh. under the car working on it. So he was like so aggressive I, and mean. Well, I'm not sure that he was actually mean. Um, I think he was startled. I think he went up to see the guy while he was laying on the ground, like wondering <laughs> what, what the heck he was doing do? down there. And uh, maybe got startled and, you know, <laughs> tapped him. So that's <laughs> when they got scared. Um, and he ran back to our house again. My husband was still out front. And I had brought my son inside and my dog shut the door. Um, that's the picture that everybody is seeing on the news. So that's your uh, photo oh, that that's everybody's seeing. Yes, that is my front porch taken from inside my house. Um, he Momo came back up to my husband <laughs> behind and grabbed his pants pocket. Um, but he was not mean. Uh, so what did your husband do? Did he kind of try to shoo it away with his hand? Yeah. Get out of here. Like, uh, do you shoo a monkey away? Is that how it works? <laughs> Go on, get out of here. It worked last night. I'm not sure. Do you? You don't feed the monkey, do you? Um, we, I didn't know, like, if he was a zoo escapee and it was wild or if he was a pet or what he, I was, I really thought I was tripping. My I, I would was be, not letting me. I would be at a loss as to what to okay. do if a monkey showed yeah. up on my front porch. I like, do I call 911? Do That's I, I, don't, I mean, I don't, I don't have animal controls, phone number, right. my contacts, well, I, my phone. Right. I tried to um, call uh, or ask Siri what the non-emergency line number was, and she gave me a line for, like, Nevada. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to call 911 because I don't know if this guy is going to hurt anybody. Or and I mean, it was the evening. It was a beautiful night out in my neighborhood. Everyone was walking their dogs. Okay, so let's like, recreate the 911 call. Uh, let's re recreate the 911 call here. 911, what's your emergency? <laughs> Hi. Uh, well, they asked me what my address was, so I told them my address. And she said, okay, now what's the problem? And I said, there's a monkey in my front yard. <laughs> and she said, uh, what? <laughs> and I said, I know I sound crazy, but there is a monkey in my front yard. And at this point, I had jumped back into the truck with the guys in the back of the pickup truck so to keep an eye on him. And he was running across the street and picking up somebody's shirt or something he had found on someone porch and like throwing it in the air and jumping with it and just like having, having a good time. time right now is there a photo of everybody in the truck this big group of monkey vigilantes driving up and down the neighborhood do you have a photo of that elena i unfortunately uh, do not um so did the cops come i'm assuming by the time the cops got there the monkey momo like disappeared right uh, 
No. That's my dog. Sorry. That's Momo. It's out again. <laughs> Ryan no, Mears let him out. He's already on the streets. <laughs> Momo is back. <laughs> no Momo sighting again. But, um, no, I actually ha- I gave them my address, and she said they were en route. I asked her, like, were they close? And she said she couldn't give me that information. And I said, okay. And I had to go pick my daughter up from volleyball. I was already running late. So um, she said, they're on their way. And I said, okay, thanks. So I expected the cops to come to my house and check on me, thinking that I might be having a problem. Right, right. They don't get a lot of monkey calls, I believe, to the police. I don't think she did, yeah. Well, Elena, we're glad that uh, everybody's okay. Uh, The monkey has been captured, and you've got one hell of a story out of it. So, Elena, God bless you. Thank you for telling your tale of Momo Gone Wild wild in an east side neighborhood hey i appreciate you guys having me i wonder how many 911 calls came in for momo over the past 24 hours right right there don't normally get a lot of those i would imagine <laughs> no and i'm curious like did the neighbors all get together and have some sort of community meeting about what to do about the monkey yeah. and i wonder the guy that got scratched by Momo. Does he have monkeypox? Oh, I see what you did there. Monkeypox, monkeypox, oh monkey, 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 monkeypox, monkeypox, oh monkey, 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 monkeypox, monkeypox, oh monkey, 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 monkeypox. That's what Momo sounded like, <laughs> running from tree to tree on the east side. Uh, real quick, special shout out to everybody that made it out to a night with WIBC presented by Relay Indiana last night. That was a lot of fun. That was a blast. I'm flattered and humbled. Uh, people were coming up to his left and right before the show, uh, took a bunch of pictures, and I thought you and I had a blast out on stage. We had a good time. Uh, we, we gave the people what they wanted. I hope it was worth <laughs> more than the price of admission. Uh, Relay Indiana, AAA, yeah. Thompson Furniture, all friends of the Hammer and Nigel show. We thank them for their support. And uh, thank you guys for listening to this little nickel and dime pony show that we do every afternoon. And the fact that people would want to pay to hang out with all of us is a staggering thing for us. But thank you guys yeah. so much. And when tickets go on sale next year, get your tickets early and we will have a good time again. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. Crime, punishment, judges, legal stuff. So this whole Trump Manhattan fraud trial, uh, the civil trial where the state is suing Trump because they say he inflated his net worth by billions so he could borrow more money from banks, but yet all the banks got their money back. Nobody was hurt in this thing. Nobody, there was, there was no person was, uh, what am I trying to say? Wronged in any way? No person was wronged in any way. And they're still trying. This is out of all the indictments, out of all the things Trump's going through right now. This is the most ridiculous one, I believe. And we're on day four of this thing. (laughs) And Letitia James, the attorney general who was going to run for governor, left her campaign and said, no, I'm going to do my job as attorney general. And my main goal is to get Donald Trump. I'm paraphrasing here, but her main goal was to get Trump behind bars or at least make him pay. Uh, an exorbitant amount of money to the state. Because it's personal for her, because she's an activist who is now 
been put in a position of power. And we'll get to her in just a moment, but the headline coming out of today was this judge who Donald Trump keeps doing these interviews and says, the judge has already made up his mind. The judge is issuing an order placing Donald Trump's business assets under court monitor. So now the courts are able to monitor every single business transaction that Donald Trump, his kids, his business, his corporations are running right now. Now, let's go back to Letitia James, the attorney general. She (laughs) sued Donald Trump, his children, and the Trump organization, alleging that Donald Trump inflated his net worth, right? Well, Donald Trump doesn't take that lightly. You know, he's a counter puncher. So he fought back and he lashed out against her and claims that this whole thing is a witch hunt and basically that she has it out for him. And he put a video out on Truth Social that was kind of a montage of all the things Letitia James has said about Donald Trump before she became the attorney general. Take a listen. This illegitimate president who sits in the White House. That president, because he's not my president, he's an illegitimate president. His days are numbered. His days are numbered. We've got to get ready to mobilize, and we've got to get ready to agitate and irritate until victory is won, but more importantly, until Trump is defeated. President, I'm going to give you the same level of respect that you gave to President Obama, and that is absolutely no respect at all. Donald Trump has got to go. Hey, hey. Donald Trump has got to go. Hey, hey. This is the Attorney General now. (laughs) She is a whack job. How was Donald Trump expected to get a fair shake in New York? When that activist, who's clearly had it out for Donald Trump from the moment she was able to start chants, is in charge of the investigation here. So Donald Trump puts that video out, and what Letitia James says is that he's dangerous, he's racist, and his act in court is a political stunt. Trump's comments were offensive, they were baseless, they were void of any facts and or any evidence. What they were, were comments that unfortunately fomented violence, comments that I would describe as race baiting, and comments unfortunately that appeals to the bottom of our humanity. This case was brought simply because it was a case where individuals have engaged in a pattern and practice of fraud. And I will not sit idly by and allow anyone to subvert the law. And lastly, I will not be bullied. And so Mr. Trump is no longer here. The Donald Trump show is over. This was nothing more than a political stunt. I think you are performing the political stunt there. Miss James. I mean, what what does she call racist and dangerous? But in that montage the, that you played there, Hammer, I mean, it, it was her saying, we need to agitate. We need to irritate. I mean, it's one step short of taking physical action. Right. I, I mean, I, I've never heard anything like that before. And how can you have fair representation? How in the world can you get a fair shake in this thing when the attorney general has a history of 
just radical left-wing Trump-hating rhetoric. Right. Wow. Listen, I get not everybody likes Donald Trump. He's not everybody's cup of tea, and I totally understand that. But I would hope even rationally, you know, minded people, rational minded people here could look at the history of this woman and know there's no way Donald Trump's getting a fair shake in this. Especially with the charges again. He asked for a bunch of money from banks. He said, hey, I'm worth this. Here are my assets. Can I borrow a bunch of money? And they said yes. And then he paid the money back to the banks. Like if I would in the banks, I'm sure did their due diligence before handing him however many billions of dollars there was. Right. Making sure that his assets were worth what they said he was worth. <laughs> it's, this whole thing is, I mean, you talk about election interference. This is kangaroo, third world, banana Republican type stuff, man. And her soundbite where she says this is a political stunt. Yeah. So Donald Trump showing up to a court hearing that he's involved in and speaking his mind as a political stunt. It's not like, you know, he's not involved in this and he's outside. You know, like some would say Vivek Ramaswamy had a political stunt when Trump was indicted. He set up a tent outside. He was doing press conferences. You're not involved in this. This is literally about Donald Trump. And he goes to the cameras and he basically says, I'm not going to get a fair shake. I think this judge has made up his mind. That's a political stunt. But everything that Letitia James is doing is just fine. All right. Uh, We got legal stuff going on here. Philadelphia police have arrested the biker they believe to be on camera jumping on and smashing in the rear windshield of a car with a mother and two children inside. Well, I saw this. Yeah. What the hell is going on in Philadelphia? Well, it was another street takeover, kind of like the one we had here. Here's the victim, Nikki, talking about the attack. His little revolver was not nothing to me. It was just the fact that I was like, that wasn't going to scare me. And then before that, despite the fact I already seen the gun, he was already trying to point it in the car anyway. That's why I continued to, he jumped on the windshield, he already went through the windshield, I might as well get out. There's multiple people who were out there and just watch. The ending, when they all come around in a circle, they're all just surrounding me. The only reason I was staying against the car still is because my son was still in the car. I have a guardian angel, thank God, yeah. watching over them because there's not a single scratch on either one of them. Yeah, man. I, I saw that footage, this guy on a bike taking the street over, much like they did here on MLK in 27. And he, he for whatever reason, got off and, and punched out the, or he jumped and kicked out the back window with the kids in the car. She gets out and gets in his face. And she and, and the guy with the motorcycle helmet bumps her in the head. And like she said, he, she had, he had like a little gun. At least they arrested this guy. But, you know, with Krasner being the uh, district attorney there in Philadelphia, he's probably back out walking on the streets right now. Have you seen that Spider-Man meme where there are two different Spider-Men and they're pointing at each other? That's Krasner and Ryan Mears. They are the same guy. They're pointing at each other, and then they're probably laughing about how many criminals they're going to put back out on the streets. One more thing of note in legal stuff here. Tell me where you're at with this, all right? Now, let me take your temperature here. A female police officer being investigated by her department in Minnesota. After she pulled over a driver who recognized her because he follows her OnlyFans account. So the female police officer has an OnlyFans account. And she pulled somebody over. He recognized her. And now it sounds like 
that side gig that she has on OnlyFans oh. might violate department policy. Actually, I have some audio here. Let me play. Can you can you pull me up here? Um, I have audio of the guy that allegedly made the identification, but I, I don't know if you could tell. They modified his voice to try to keep him anonymous. Here he is. The VIP, you get to see the videos of her and her, her, her husband or whoever that is. They do full assist video because you can't arrest me no more. I'm seeing your private parts. <laughs> I couldn't understand quite everything because they modified the guy's voice, but I think you get the gist of what he was saying. Right. You can't arrest me no more because I'm going to out you on OnlyFans. <laughs> I've seen your private parts. <laughs> Is this really uh, that big of a case where we have to modify somebody's voice? It's not like we're talking about somebody that stole government secrets here. Yeah. You saw a police know. officer's crotch on OnlyFans. <laughs> Do we really need to modify his voice? Now, here's the other question. Does the cop need to be investigated does she need to be disciplined does she need to be removed from i mean is there a level of expectation of behavior uh from you know what you do in your private life i'm a read the room kind of guy right like not everything needs to be the same here if there is a policy in the minnesota police department that you can't have an OnlyFans account you slap her on the wrist say don't do that again it's either that or this job you don't fire her because let's be honest it's not like people are rushing to be police officers right now and it's not like police officers are getting rich either she needs a side hustle I'm not mad at her at all. I have no problem at all. As long as she's good at being a police officer, show whoever wants to see what (laughs) anytime you want. That's my blessing. And Nige, kind of a surprise, Jonathan Taylor spoke to the media today. Colts running back? Colts running back. They brought him out there for a little presser. And I'm telling you right now, (laughs) the crazy plane lady, I am telling you right (laughs) now that Jonathan Taylor has a future career in politics ahead of him okay because he has mastered the art of answering a question without really answering the question our pal kevin bowen was at this press conference and asked him point blank do you want to be an indianapolis colt this was his answer Listen, like I said, I'm here right now, and my number one thing is to take care of my teammates. Um, a lot of people worry about what I want, what I want. doesn't matter what necessarily I want. What matters is what this team needs, what this team wants, what this city wants, and what this city needs. And what this city needs is a championship. And, and while I'm here, that's what I'm going to work my tail off to do. That's what I work my tail off to get the opportunity to do. Um, you know, I think when you've been out for a while, you start looking at it and you, you say, man, When you have that opportunity, and I never took it for granted, but even when it's taken away, you still are like, man, that was a great opportunity, and I can't wait to have another opportunity. So, um, like I said, I never took it for granted at all, All Um, so you know health comes first. So, no, he doesn't want to be a cult. (laughs) He didn't say that. that. long answer. I could have summed it up in one word, and no. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Where's Marshawn Lynch when you need him? I'm just here so I don't get fined. Uh, Colts and Titans this Sunday, Lucas Oil Stadium. They've got the tailgate happening on Georgia Street. Uh, Stop by, hang out. I think some WIBC 107.5, the fan swag will be there. And this is crazy, the betting line. The Colts were a one-point favorite in this game. And then Jonathan Taylor, the news broke that he might play, 
And for whatever reason, everybody bet the Titans, and now the Titans are the favorite in this game. Yeah, Colts plus two and a half, so two and a half underdogs. So it's been a three-point swing in this point spread with the news that Jonathan Taylor might play, which is very odd to me. And by the way, I apologize to anybody who's a sports fan because tonight... There's no Major League Baseball games because all the series, the playoff series, in the first round are done. They're all sweeps. So the primetime NFL game we get tonight. Oh, yeah. The Commanders and Bears. (laughs) Oh, boy. You better put some money or something on that game just to make it worth watching. Hammer and Nigel. Do you believe these characters are weirdos? So let's rock Sure. Hammer, what's going on with the Biden White House? I mean, you heard the news at the top of the hour. The Biden administration is going to start deportations to Venezuela in sort of an effort to reduce the crisis at the southern border. We have the DHS secretary, Alejandro Mayorkas. Alejandro, Alejandro! (laughs) Uh, Saying there is an uh, acute and immediate need to build a border wall. In South Texas. What do you think is actually going on here? I think this could be the best week ever. You got McCarthy out of the speaker's chair. You got people getting deported. The wall's being built again. Hell, Biden's trying to capture Donald Trump's presidency right now. What it really is, joking aside, is polling. And it's big, high-profile Democrat cities going to Joe Biden going, hey, I didn't think they'd actually call our bluff on this whole sanctuary city crap, and things are not going well. I mean, it made us look really virtuous when we said it. But but we didn't think you'd let everybody in, (laughs) you big dummy. We need you to fix this. (laughs) Paraphrasing, of course. But now, Mayorkas says there's an acute and immediate need to build the border wall in southern Texas. Now, back in 2021, this was that same... Alejandro Mayorkas. Why didn't you build, forgive me, a wall or a fence to stop them from walking in this flood of people coming across the dam? It looks like a highway that allows them to cross the Rio Grande. It is this pol- the policy of this administration. Uh, we do not agree with the building of the wall. Okay. That was, that was 2021. So what are you doing today, Alejandro? Oh, that's right. You said there's an acute and immediate need to build the wall. Now, Trump's wall, by the <laughs> way, <laughs> which makes this so funny. Joe Biden and his White House is trying to spin this as, well, there was an appropriation for this before we came into office. It was from 2019, the previous president. There's nothing I can do if this money was appropriated for it. We asked the Congress if we could use the money for something else, and they said no. So we have to build the wall. And the real reality is this. They could have waited to the very last minute and done this, or not even done it at all. Bill Malugin, who does a great job reporting from the border, says the money has been there since Biden took office. He could have used it at any point in the last two and a half years. Instead, he halted all construction, started auctioning off and selling all the steel. He maintains walls don't work, but he's doing it anyway. I think he sold it for pennies on the dollar, too. Yeah. Nowhere near what that what that steel was actually worth. Corrine Jean-Pierre <laughs> was asked about the total 180 
on the wall building earlier today. We believe there are more effective ways of dealing with this, dealing with the border security. And so, of course, we have repeatedly asked Congress uh, to make sure that CBP have the resources they need uh, to do their jobs. And we think there are other ways to do that, whether it's smarter, more effective border security measures. Uh, and so, you know, like tech border border technology, we believe that works when you modernize that. And also land ports of, uh, land ports of entry, we believe that's what works uh, to deal with border security. Uh, and so we've been very clear. The president's been very clear about this. He doesn't believe uh, b believe uh, the border wall uh, is uh, effective. And that has not changed. Yeah. That has not changed. That's a lie. We're complying by the law. DHS is complying by the law. That that uh, that's uh, an appropriation that came from Okay, you can stop her. She's clearly a disconnect between the White House press secretary, Joe Biden even, and the Department of Homeland Security guy, Mayorkas. Because he said, again, acute and immediate need to build the border wall. I don't think there's a disconnect. I think they're all on the same page. They know they have to do this, but they're not going to say that they were wrong and Donald Trump was right. But what's, I mean, I, this whole story literally just hit about the administration of Joe Biden restarting deportations to Venezuela to stop the southern border crossings. I mean, hell, last month they just granted 500,000 temporary work visas for these guys. That was probably a big mistake in retrospect. And now they're going to start sending him back uh, on a legal basis. And I'm willing to bet you, dollars to donuts here, they start in New York, they start in Chicago, they start in L.A. and San Francisco. Very large Democrat-led cities just to appease the leaders there. Because they need every bit of support they can get. And right now, New York and Chicago, especially, are being very critical of the Biden White House. Now, don't for one second think that even though they're doing a few deportations and building a section of the wall, that this is anything that's long term here, right? They might put one section up in Texas and then say, look, we, we put it up and it didn't work. They're still coming. They're still coming. And keep this in mind. Despite these record levels of people coming across the border, the ICE detention facility in California, the Adelanto, California ICE detention facility, according to Congressman Jay Obernolte, has only used eight out of the 1,940 beds that are available. So think about how bad this crisis is of people coming across the border, nowhere to live, nowhere to stay. Only eight beds are being used in the ICE detention facility. This tells me that Joe Biden and the Biden administration, despite what they're doing today, has told ICE, do not put people in your facilities. Now, imagine if you lived in Adelanto, California. You've got this big facility that's got nearly 2,000 beds, and only eight are being used. Because it would be the wrong message if the Biden administration had mm. people living in a nice facility. This is the kind of crap that's going on right now. Um, and then there's this story. This is from the Boston Herald. A large number of service members and military veterans who booked hotel rooms for the big Army-Navy football game that happens later in November, they've already had their reservations canceled because they have to house migrant families and illegal aliens. The people that served in the United States, military members, active and retired. Yes. 
had reservations. Correct. Yet. Being kicked to the curb for the people that stormed the border and came here illegally. That's not like some sort of rumor. This is from the very liberal Boston Herald. So, again, the Biden White House, they've got a bit of a crisis right now. That's why they're going to start doing a few things here and there that, yes, might look like they're giving Trump a win. But this is just to appease the big blue cities and get them off his back for just a little bit. All right. Allison, this story is for you. You're the resident Swifty here. Most people have gotten tired of hearing about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey of the Kansas City Chiefs. Did you get tickets for next year? Next November? Did you? Uh, I did not. No, I was put on the waiting list and uh, never got on. But you saw her in Cincinnati, I right? did see her in Cincinnati, yeah, and I'm going to go see the movie later this month. Well, of course uh, you month. are. Of course you are. Mm. So, I got you guys tickets, too. <laughs> <laughs> Let's scalp them. <laughs> so Travis Kelsey and his brother Jason Kelsey, who plays for the Eagles, they've got this podcast together. The Eagles! <laughs> and they were talking about how they think it's the NFL that's going overboard and overdoing promoting Taylor Swift's appearance at football games, specifically the relationship between Travis and Taylor. I think it's fun when they show uh, who all is at the game. You know, I think uh, I think it brings a little bit more to the atmosphere, brings a little bit more to to what you're watching. Um but at the same time, I think uh, they're overdoing it. They're they're overdoing it a little bit, especially my situation. So Travis and on, Jason man. both say that it's the NFL that's overdoing hyping up the relationship between uh, Travis and Taylor. Of course they are. Of course they are. They got the biggest star in the world at coming to watch their product. Of course they're going to use that and expose that as much as possible. There's a certain someone that has a problem with the Kelsey brothers, specifically Travis, blaming the NFL. Ladies and gentlemen, Stephen A. Smith. Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, in all honesty, y'all, in all seriousness, my brother. I love Travis Kelsey. That's my dog. Stop, bro. And and your brother. Stop. First of all, great, great, great podcast. New Heights. Great, phenomenal podcast. They're doing a great job. Travis Kelsey, stop. Bro, you did this. (laughs) Not the NFL. Right. That's what you did. Come on, bro. Come on now. I, I mean, listen, it's all in fun. Maybe it's a bit excessive. People trying to capitalize off of it attention-wise, monetizing it. I get it. But the instigator in all of mm-hmm. this was you, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blame the NFL. You were the one that chased Taylor Swift, got her phone number on some stupid bracelet. You're the one that puts all the pictures out there. It reminds me of Harry and Meghan Markle. They had a book out. They won an immediate tour, and then they told everybody to respect their privacy. <laughs> well, it doesn't work that way. Emma and Nigel presents... Is... It depends upon what the meaning of the word is. Yeah. Is this anything? All right, let's rock and roll. Yeah, Hammer, how do we play? Is this anything? I will run some stories by you. You break down the information, you weigh out the pros and the cons, and you tell us if the story in question is anything or not. President Biden's two-year-old German shepherd, Commander, has been removed from the White House for biting people. Oh, no. Now, this is a very serious story. Let's now 
go to the official first dog removal ceremony. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, this is... <laughs> it's Commander. Right it's, uh, didn't Major have to be sent away? As well. It was Biting Secret Service they're guys. Not, they're not getting put down. They're just probably getting taken to a separate residence, and they won't be at the White House anymore. I mean, that dog was a biting machine. 11 documented incidents. Uh, one person needed hospitalization. The, the fact is that German Shepherds, like, it's one of the worst breeds that you could live with with a first family in the White House. They're extremely protective of their people. Commander thinks he's the Secret Service, right? Right. I mean, there's there's a lot of people running in and out. The Secret Service officers act and move differently than most, more different than most people. They they exude intimidation. But the thing is, German shepherds don't back down, and probably, and this is the thing here that everybody needs to know. They're likely they're likely to even be more protective because of Biden's quote unquote frailty. Is that a good word? Right. So the German Shepherd is they they need a golden retriever at the White House. It's not fair to the dog. They need a fish. It's not fair. <laughs> the Bidens need a fish, a goldfish. And it really it's not fair to the dogs either to have right. to be around all that chaos. All right, serious question. I'm not even joking when I ask you this. Goldfish. Who has bitten more people, Commander or Joe? <laughs> like, I can see Joe Biden getting startled. No, no, no. Ah, just bite somebody. What I was about sniffing. Replace biting with who sniffed Ooh. more people. Boy, I think the clubhouse Commander. favorite is Joe Biden on that one. <laughs> they call for the bomb-sniffing dog, and Joe walks into the room. <laughs> is this anything? A Texas man officiating a wedding in Nebraska ended up shooting his 12-year-old grandson in the shoulder because he was trying to fire off a blank to get everybody's attention at the ceremony. Oh. Here is Lancaster County Sheriff <laughs> talking about Michael Gardner accidentally shooting the child. A gentleman who was officiating the wedding decided to gain everybody's attention and start the wedding with a bang that he was going to shoot a... Uh, PETA 1860 snub nose revolver into the air with a blank to gain everybody's attention so that they could come up to the wedding. Well, when he decided to cock back the hammer of this revolver, it slipped and it shot his grandson in the left shoulder, causing an injury. Yeah, this is something. It's stupid. It's irresponsible. A gun guy's head is spinning around 360 right now. He hates these types of stories because it just gives responsible gun owners a bad name. Come on, dude. No. Now, he yep. used what he thought was a blank. And I'm reading a little bit here. Now, the good news, the child's injury is not life-threatening. That's the most important thing. Right, but the gun went off and it hit him in the shoulder. But it was a blank, right? The 45 Colt ammunition was a blank, but the guy put black powder mm -hmm. into the casing and then glued it. <laughs> and from what the police uh, deputy can put together, it's the glue as to what caused the injury <sighs> with the child. I mean, what are you thinking? Anyway, it's like... <laughs> At the wedding, can you at least leave the gun in the car at the wedding? And if can your you, whole point <laughs> of having it was to quiet down a group, you're the officiant. Just go up there, <laughs> put your hands up, and everybody will understand what's going on. Or have the microphone, the DJ, the announcer, the band, whoever it is, please 
Sit down now. The ceremony will begin soon. I'm as pro 2A as they come, but can the officiant at my wedding leave the gun in the glove box? I don't know. I'm just saying. What if it's Guy Relford? If Guy Relford is the officiant in your wedding, (laughs) would you tell him to leave the gun at home? He'd tell me to F off. (laughs) Find yourself another officiant. He wants to be a guest. He doesn't want to work. (laughs) All right. Speaking of weddings, is this anything? Mm -hmm. Darius Rucker will sing at your wedding for a certain price. Hootie? Hootie. Darius Rucker, Mr. Wagon Wheel, could perform at your wedding for a certain price. You know what my wedding price is? Million. But I'll be the best wedding band you ever had. You can even name five songs we'll learn, but it's me. We played our butts off. We were great. I sang it the way I sang the wedding song, and then we go play the show. So for one million yeah, bucks, that's awesome. I you mean, could get Darius Rucker. That'd, that'd be really cool. I don't know uh, if I if I had the means. Uh, I, hey, look, man, my daughter gets married, and I'm somehow a multimillionaire, and she wants to have Darius Rucker sing at the wedding. So be it. I'm spending. I'm dropping a mill on that. But that's the only way. Normally, this is reserved for like the high rollers, right? Like when Jeff Smolian, our old owner, he got married. He had like Kenny Loggins, right? Oh yeah, and Michael McDonald. I and was Michael there. McDonald I was, both. I, I was there. <laughs> it was awesome. It's an all-star yeah. cast. I mean, I, I doubt they charged a million dollars, but Darius Rucker is like the top of his game. So a million bucks for him to go sing a couple songs at a wedding and then go do a real show. Go for it. You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show. Earlier we were talking about, I know we had that story about Darius Rucker, the country music singer. I know him for the lead singer from Hootie and the Blowfish. Love Crack Review. Played it front to back on my. Uh, everybody yeah, had that yeah, everybody album, had I think, that. at one point. But now he's a world famous, super famous uh, country music singer, and he said the cost it would it would be to play a wedding. Like he's been hired, you know, high rollers hiring to play a wedding. Five songs, whatever, is a million dollars. A million bucks. A million bucks for Darius Rucker. You can have Hootie be your wedding band for a million bucks. A million bucks. Um, so you asked me, okay, so if Darius Rucker's getting a million, how much is Color Me Bad getting? Right. <laughs> Artists from the 90s, Color just, Me Bad, the just, song we came into yeah. this break with, I Want to Sex You Up, famous from the movie New Jack City. What does Color Me Bad charge for a wedding? I've got it in front of me. Do you want to guess? Do you, it, oh, like, we're doing do like cameo like prices, right? Do you want to like a, a range? Do an over under? All right, let me give you a number. What I think they charge, and you tell me if I'm in the ballpark or not. A hundred and fifty thousand. Nowhere close. Nowhere even. Nowhere close. My higher or lower? Way, 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 way high. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I'll give you one more. Twenty thousand dollars. Fifteen to twenty-four thousand dollars. Okay. Okay. Fifteen to twenty-four thousand um, dollars is how much. Uh, no, 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 no! I'm wrong. I was looking at the wrong one. <laughs> it's even worse. Seventy-five hundred to fourteen hundred dollars. Oh wow! Yeah. Hell, if I get a good parlay this weekend, I might just hire Color Me Bad to come in here and perform. Seventy-five hundred to fourteen thousand dollars is Color Me Bad. I was looking at Winger. Oh, well, hell, I'd rather have Winger. <laughs> you could get Winger. She's only 17. How do you think Grandma's going to feel when Winger <laughs> goes up there with the bride right there saying she's only 17? Their Winger is between 15 and 25 grand. 
you also asked about Sir Mix a lot. Right. I want Baby Got Back at my wedding. It's, How much is that going to run about me? The same, fifteen to twenty-five grand. Okay, Any, that's anything doable. Else? Any, anything else? Who else is on the list? I don't have a list. I just got this thing that's in front of me um, that you can type in a band or an artist. Okay. Uh, um, Vanilla Ice. Because our old producer, Kyle, TK Dub, he always said he wanted Vanilla Ice to play his wedding if he ever, you know, settled down. Do you think it's more or less than Color Me Bad? I would say more because of, like, pop culture stuff. He pops up in Adam Sandler movies and stuff. 50 to uh, uh, 40 to 74 grand. Well, hell, I might as well book Color Me Bad, like, (laughs) twice compared to one Vanilla Ice. But I'm having fun here. Let's see. Who else? Are we talking just about random artists? Just like, uh, you know... um, What if I want Snoop? I bet Snoop is real expensive. Dude, you're not getting him for less than... Think Snoop's Uh, around a mil? If you want him to feature on your... If you want him to sing on your song, it's $250,000 for 16 bars. Uh, if you want to book him for a concert, it's $2 million. $2 million. Again, I'd rather book Hootie twice. But see, see, but uh, if you just want him on your song, like for 16 bars, that means, you know, 16, you know, like a right. minute or two, it's $250,000. So what's it going to do? Like your wedding song, but Snoopified? Like yeah. the way you look tonight performed by Snoop D.O. Well, Double this G? Just is, this, is, this is just anything, performing anything. This isn't necessarily weddings. How much does it cost to book Nelson? Oh, love and affection. The two yeah. blonde haired dudes. Uh seventy five hundred to fifteen grand. That's about right. <laughs> Those so are like the these, artists yeah. you see at the casino sometimes too. Like that's about the money you would pay to have these types of artists play, you know, at the casino in Shelbyville or Anderson or something like that. <laughs> Well, how much did it cost to book Mini Kiss when you were at the casino? Oh, it remember? wasn't quite that. It was substantially <laughs> cheaper for that. We did a lot of the cover bands there. As a matter of fact, I looked it up. There's a Color Me oh. Bad cover band called Cover Me Bad. <laughs> I kind of want to book Cover oh. Me Bad. A mini Kiss, 2500 to $7,500. Yeah. Yeah. Trust me, they're not getting 7500 <laughs> They're getting the low end of that. I've been on the other end of that phone call. They ain't getting $7,500. All right. All right. What about Afro Man? What do you say? Before I got high, Afro Man's probably around the price of Color Me Bad. A mm, little more. 25 to 40 Really? Yeah. Because at least Color Me Bad had, I would say, three hits. Afro Man's just got one because I got high. Now, does he show up high? Does he show up in character? <laughs> like, if you book an Elvis impersonator, you kind of want him to show up in the jumpsuit. Right. If I book Afro Man, I kind of want him to be high. <laughs> Rick Astley. Oh, I bet he's real expensive. I bet he's real expensive. Mm. Never going to give you up together forever. We're in the one to 200,000 range. Okay. That's about right. He's, he plays like yeah. venues still. He goes on the road. I've actually spoke to Rick Astley. He did the Vogue not that long ago. He's a really nice dude, and he plays fun cover songs in his concert. He does like ACDC. He does Highway to Hell, and he's the one that plays the drums, the drums. on it. Yeah, he gets on there and starts going after it. What do we think about Salt and Pepper? Whoa, they're a hit machine. I'm going to say $200,000. Really that much? Yeah. 
push it. What a man. Let's talk about sex. Uh, hold on. And there's a lot of people in that group, so you got to pay for Man, Salt Peppa right. and you're DJ right. Spinderella. You're, you're right, 150 to 300 grand. So yeah, I could I could do this. This is I could do this all day long. This is fun. <laughs> what about one hit wonder Gerardo Rico Suave fame? Gerardo is Gerardo less than six figures? Is it Gerardo Ortiz? I would is imagine. That his name? G E R A D O. No, 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 no. That's a Mexican sing singer songwriter. That's a Mexican guy. I don't. I Maybe he doesn't do it. weddings anymore. Maybe he doesn't do that. <laughs> so, these aren't weddings. These are just general bookings. I know people are listening right now. Are like talking about the Speaker of the House. Oh, but can I one uh, one one more? Okay, give me one. Cisco, if you want the thong song live, Q O. Yeah. Q S I S Q O. Uh, forty to seventy-five grand. Okay. Okay, because that was what, you know, Will Ferrell liked in the movie Old School. Maybe we can go home and turn Cisco on. (laughs) Vince Vaughn references that in Dodgeball, I believe, as well. All right. (laughs) If you've got an artist you want us to look up, by all means, get on the YouTube chat, tweet at us, at Hammer and Nigel. That was fun. I liked that. Are you ready for some energy, Nigel? Are you ready for some excitement? Are you ready to be so jacked up you're going to run through a brick wall? Give it to me. Ladies and gentlemen, Mitch McConnell. I'd like to start by thanking Speaker McCarthy for his service. Uh, We had a great personal relationship uh, trying to lead to very different uh, parts of the American government. I think he has much to be uh, proud of. Um, We avoided a government shutdown. We did the inevitable with regard to the debt ceiling. (sighs) One person is extremely grateful for his service. Uh I have no advice to give uh, to House Republicans except one. I hope whoever the next speaker is gets rid of the motion to vacate oh he wants to change the rules this guy just wow he embodies everything that's wrong in washington dc from term limits to swamp monsters this guy like his whole argument here is how dare those disgusting rank and file members of congress want to hold their leaders accountable and you know why he's saying that? Because he is a leader. And I bet a lot of people in the Senate find him unacceptable. But but that's a total Democrat move, too. I mean, it's it's when the rules don't work for you, like whether it be the filibuster or uh, the Electoral College or, uh, or, you know, packing the Supreme Court. They want the rules. They want the rules changed. I mean, with Donald Trump, do you think of Hillary Clinton? would have beat Donald Trump with the Electoral College, but not the popular vote, right? That's how you right. win, the Electoral College, not the right. popular vote. And Republicans- it's a brilliant system set up, so that way four states yeah. don't just pick the president. Do you think there would have been an outcry after that to change the how it works? No. Because there was certainly an outcry to change it after Donald Trump won. Right. To change it to the popular vote. But that would not have been word one of changing how it worked if that would have been the other way around with Hillary Clinton 
winning the electoral as the, rather, rather than the popular. The electoral college is designed so that California, Texas, New York, and Florida don't pick the president. Because if you live in a flyover state, if you live in Iowa, Nebraska, Indiana, your you know reasons for voting for the president are substantially different than those states that we mentioned. So it always cracked me up when these people would whine and complain about the Electoral College. Uh, somebody is uh, suggesting a band name, Nige, on Twitter. Now, I think one of these guys may be dead, so they <laughs> might not be doing weddings anymore. Right said Fred. The I'm too sexy people. I believe one of the Freds is no longer uh, with us. How much is it to book? Would you want to go to a wedding if Right Said Fred that is performing? Right Said Fred. It might creep out everybody. I'm not sure. I'm just seeing the number of $10.99. <laughs> um, so I don't think they are uh, uh, currently performing. Chucky. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, I got this other thing that's saying $7,500 to $15,000. So. Now, again, I need to double check because we might be only getting one Fred. I want to make sure we're getting our money's <laughs> worth here. <laughs> Chucky on Twitter, we were having a conversation about Mini Kiss yeah. and how, you know, when I worked at the casino yeah. in Shelbyville, we booked Mini Kiss. What is Mini Kiss, by the way? Just remind people. It's, it's a uh, kiss. kiss cover band of all little people. Yes. Short people. Chucky on Twitter, so you're saying Mini Kiss was... Half price. <laughs> you guys got a lot of growing up to do. It's the Hammer and Nigel show. You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel show. Did you grow up in a birthday family or a non-birthday family? What do you Here's, mean? Well, this social media uh, person has gone viral explaining the difference. Go ahead. You either come from a birthday family or you don't. And what I mean by birthday family is like a family that from the moment you wake up in the morning on your birthday until the moment you go to sleep, the entire day is about you. It's about celebrating you. It's about going crazy celebrating you, like celebrating you to the highest extent possible. And if you're not a birthday family, that kind of looks like you wake up and people say, hey, happy birthday. They give you some gifts and it's just kind of like a regular day, except people said happy birthday to you. So I come from the four. My mom would wake me up. And would yeah, okay, birthday, we can birthday, turn birthday. it off now. So, like, like we make a big deal out of our kids' birthdays. It's right. all about them. It's surprising them. It's, you know, balloons and hanging stuff up and gifts and stuff. But when I was growing up, I, it, it, I had good birthdays when I was a kid, sure. But it wasn't, it wasn't like an all-day, you know, thing. It was, I got, got up, opened my presents, and then went to school. And that was it. <laughs> I think I was the birthday family. Yeah. I was the only child, so parents oh, yeah. were like, all right, we're going to make a big deal out of it, and it was awesome. Now, it's crazy because I've gotten older. I am the opposite. I don't want anything really to do. Well, yeah. I just want my kids to have memorable I try birthdays. to do stuff for Lindsay. I, I want the kids, uh, you know, and she tries to make it special for me, but it does. it's, it's not overboard like we go for the kids. So it's the question different. is, if it's her birthday, is she expecting you to do something for her? We talk about it. We talk about it. So, in other words, it's like, look, don't. I'm aware of your birthday, and we're not doing crap. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> Is that how it goes? We we discuss it. I, I try to incorporate her family and stuff like that. Okay. And 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 but with the kids, it's it's different for sure. 
Yeah, and wait till your kids get older because it becomes harder and harder. You know, because my oldest, you know, he's moved out on his own. So, you know, he just had a birthday in August and he's 19 now. So the gifts become different. Like instead of having like an all day party with yeah. cake and stuff, yeah. you make sure he's got groceries, gas, you know, you take him out to a nice dinner and you do that kind of thing. And then one of these days, these kiddos are going to be expecting a car on that birthday, Nige. Oh, boy. 16th Here. birthday. Real quick, I wanted to get to this. A new poll asked people how often they watch TV while eating dinner at home. 24% say they always do. Another 28% say they usually do. Only 9% of people say they never watch TV while having dinner. Our TV's usually on, but it's like by the time I get home, here's my thing. I never sit down when I eat dinner. I'm I'm always standing up at the island in the middle of the kitchen. Okay. There's not enough room. There's like only three stools, and if if the kids are still there, eating, I'm I, I stand up probably ninety percent of my dinners during the week at least. I'm a TV guy. I'm yeah, a the TV TV's guy. on in the background. You can see your TV from our kitchen. Yep. But, and I'm curious about this though. Twenty four, twenty eight, nine. That doesn't equal one hundred percent. Where's everybody else doing for dinner here? Do they not believe in dinner? Do they not have a television? What's going on? They sit on the can. Maybe they're on the can having their dinner. Salisbury steak on the toilet. It's a power move. It's the Hammer and <laughs> Nigel show. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? So let's. Rock. On a gray, dreary rainy day in Indianapolis. There's only one way to bring a little sunshine into our lives, Nige. And that's by checking in with wheeling, dealing, hair sniffing, kiss stealing Joe Biden. I got hairy legs. Chewing in a nice average of pressure. I'm going to go to bed. Still <laughs> floors me. He stood there on a stage in front of the world and just said, I'm going to go to bed. And everybody's fine with it, apparently. So the Biden administration, they rolled out plans today. Nige, this is a wild idea. I don't know if anybody has ever thought of this before, but the Biden administration wants to put up some wall at the border now. Well, they have a spin to it. They don't really want to do it. And I love the headline I'm looking right here on uh, Fox News. Biden administration flips on, quote, bigoted border wall after long history of attacks on Trump proposals. <laughs> How to throw the key word in there, right? <laughs> yeah, I thought those walls were racist. Now, all of a sudden, not so much. Here is Joe Biden earlier today when he was asked about the border wall. Answer one question on the border wall. The border wall, the money was appropriated for the border wall. I tried to get them to reappropriate to redirect that money. They didn't. They wouldn't. And in the meantime, there's nothing under the law other than they have to use the money for what it was appropriated. I can't stop that. No, but you chose now to use it. It's been in there for over two and a half years from before you were the president, and you chose now to use Why? it what for the border wall. Why do you think he's... What's going on now? Well, 
it could be a number of things, Nigel. I'm just spitballing here. Yeah. It could be the invasion at the southern border, the humanitarian crisis at the southern mm-hmm. border, or his big liberal buddies that run New York and Chicago and L.A. and San Francisco. There you go. They're a little upset because people called their bluff on being a sanctuary city. That's what it's about. It has nothing to do with the humanitarian crisis. It has nothing to do with anything else. Joe Biden could have sat on this money to the final day of his presidency and then said, look, I'll do something with it. I'll put a wall up now. I'm out of here. Bite me. But that's not what he did. He put it up now because he's getting pressure from high-ranking Democrats. Well, and the DHS secretary, Mayorkas. I mean, it's all... Look, man, it's polling, right? This is a, it's a disaster. We have, uh, like you said, blue cities from New York to Chicago and anywhere, everywhere in between uh, Los Angeles. Just just absolutely hammering Joe Biden, calling him out. Finally, using him by name. I mean, Pritzker in Illinois wrote a letter to Biden. Hey, we probably should start thinking about doing something about the border. Right. Now, again, Pritzker, you were the one that welcomed being a sanctuary state and a sanctuary city. Same thing in New York. Everybody loves being a sanctuary city or sanctuary state until people call their bluff on it. And now they're like, well, crap, that backfired. (laughs) Mayorkas, the DHS secretary, uh, he said there is, quote, an immediate need for miles of new border wall. But this is what he said back in 2021. Why didn't you build, forgive me, a wall or a fence to stop them from walking in this flood of people coming across the dam? It looks like a highway that allows them to cross the Rio Grande. It is this pol- the policy of this administration. Uh, we do not agree with the building of the wall. Two years later. But they do agree with building the wall. <laughs> And I just heard at the top of the hour, Mayorkas trying to walk it back a little bit. But we all know what's happening. I mean, the Biden administration just agreed to deport tens of thousands of Venezuelans that are here illegally. Right. It's happening. It's starting. And the only reason that's happening is because New York, Chicago, L.A. and Frisco are ticked off. They didn't think people would call their bluff. Now, in that same little uh, mumbling press session that he had earlier today, Joe Biden pulled out notes directly from a card, and he's reading directly from a note card. I want to see if you can understand what's going on here, Nige. And uh, also, uh, our continued uh, advancement stability Now, Uh, the audio wasn't the greatest, but luckily for you, I've got the official transcript from the White House. Allison, I'm tasking you with reading this official transcript from Joe Biden. (laughs) And uh, also uh, our continued uh, enhancement of stability in the uh, the uh, (laughs) Indo-Pacific whole area. Okay. Now... Allison, I want you to read along, mumble along with Joe Biden. And uh, also uh, our continued uh, enhancement of stability in the area. Well done. Well done, Allison. Oh. 
Wow. That's our president. That's our guy. That's the commander-in-chief right there. Ain't my guy. (laughs) Um, Earlier today, kind of a surprise, Colts running back Jonathan Taylor met with reporters, met with the media. And again, this dude's going to be a politician. There's no doubt in my mind, because the way... He dodges some of these questions. It's like he's dodging defenders out there on the football field. Our friend Kevin Bowen from 107.5 The Fan asked Jonathan Taylor directly if he still wants to be a member of the Indianapolis Colts. Listen, like I said, I'm here right now, and my number one thing is to take care of my teammates. Um, a lot of people worry about what I want, what I want. doesn't matter what necessarily I want. What matters is what this team needs, what this team wants, what this city wants, and what this city needs. And what this city needs is a championship. And, and while I'm here, that's what I'm going to work my tail off to do. That's what I work my tail off to get the opportunity. Okay, you can stop that right there. So the answer is no. (laughs) He doesn't want to be a cold. (laughs) And also in that same press conference, a lot of people had questions about the contract. Are you going to get a new contract? What's the latest with the contract? Here's Jonathan Taylor. I'm not here to get into any contract things. Those were um, over the course of this offseason, but the season is here. We got the Tennessee Titans on the clock. Um, Division game, division matchup. It's okay. I mean, it's, it's the media's job to speculate and, oh, what's going on? Um, only one thing that matters is the people inside of these walls. Oh, listen, like I said, I'm here right now, and my number one thing is to take care of my teammates. Um, a lot of people worry about what I want, what I want. doesn't matter what necessarily I want. What matters is what this team needs, what this team wants, what this city wants, and what this city needs. He had a talking point, didn't he? Oh, boy. Yeah. His agent kept saying, all right, talk about the city, talk about what the team needs, that's going to be good for you, but just stop all the crap with, look, I know the press and the reporters have to do their thing. You were the one that said you wanted to be traded. Your agent came out and was a big pain in the ass about the whole thing. Look, I don't know if it's Jonathan Taylor or maybe it's his agent, maybe it's both, but it certainly isn't the media's fault that this whole thing has gone a little squirrely. Are you okay? Everything's gonna be okay. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm pretty f***ing far from okay. Are you okay with this? On the Hammer and Nigel. Oh, yeah! I saw this and I was just defeated, Hammer. A new study now shows that levels of what they call good cholesterol may actually increase dementia risk. Oh, no. The uh, HDL cholesterol is much more complex than previously thought. Are you okay with this? I mean, I'm not a scientist, so I'm kind of just going by their word here, so I kind of have to be okay with it. Now, I'm looking at the study. The new study published in a publication called Neurology yesterday found that having either high or low levels of high-density lipoprotein may increase your risk of dementia (laughs) in older adults. What you're saying is it doesn't matter high or good levels? So apparently somebody has been putting way too much protein in Joe Biden's diet because (laughs) uh, if it's increasing the risk of dementia, this is a problem. Now, I'm going to defer to you on this one because this hits home for you. It hits. Yeah, it does, because I just got my labs back. I do a yearly physical like you're supposed to do every year. The past couple of years. 
years. I've had the the bad cholesterol's been high, and the good cholesterol hasn't been where it needed to be. I finally got those numbers in check, man. Put in the work. Uh, I'm on, you know, I'm on the statin, and so I felt good about my numbers this year for my labs. And then I see a study showing that levels of good cholesterol <laughs> might actually increase dementia. There is history of dementia in my family. Oh no, I can't. I can't win with this kind of crap. It's like with bacon and coffee and eggs, too. Like, there's a new Caffeine, study that comes out yeah. every other day. You know, eggs are good for you. Eggs will kill you. A uh, study, uh, two, uh, one glass of wine a night is great for your heart. Then the next day, a glass of wine every day, it will contribute to heart disease. <laughs> right. You can't I, I was, win. I was really kind of just, just I, I, to use the word defeated when I saw this new study. Because so, I years, take from you, you're not okay with this. I'm not okay with this. I don't know if I even really believe it or not. Now, the the part of my labs that were not good, and I'll fully admit this, and it's almost always because of uh, the uh, use of alcohol, were my triglycerides. Mm. Through the roof, baby! Well, they didn't to... get any help last night at a night with WIBC. <laughs> not when we did the drinking game backstage before the show. Little thunder beers never hurt anybody. No, no, no. Alright, let's move on. A retired Australian spent almost five 500 days at sea after booking 51 straight cruises because it's cheaper than a retirement home. Are you okay with this? Yes. I love this story. So, this tells you everything you need to know about costs in the world right now. Not just the United States, but in the world. These retired Aussies, they compared the cost of staying in a nursing home, you know, where meals are provided and care is there, to just going on a cruise and staying on a perpetual cruise where they have buffets. They have a doctor aboard. Yes. They weighed out the pros and cons and said, screw it, we're just going to stay at sea. It was cheaper for them to do these cruises than it was to <laughs> stay in a nursing home. And cruise prices right now, or at least they were coming out of the pandemic, were incredible. I mean, people were snatching up left and right. I mean, I see how... By the way, Australia was... They, they had incredibly draconian lockdowns. Oh, it so, was hardcore I mean, it was there. Two years of strict lockdowns in COVID-19. They were, We thought things were crazy here. They were lunatics in that country. I'm reading more here. These are great grandparents. Oh. Look at them living their best life. These are great grandparents and they're out there on the love boat. They're hanging out with Isaac. They're having drinks. <laughs> they're playing grab ass with Captain Steubing. Gophers running around somewhere. Have you ever been on a cruise? I have never been on a cruise. I have not. I never have either. I don't know if I, 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 I know people that swear by them. Our boss, David. Tries to go on multiple cruises a year. I've other I've had other people that have negative, like negative experiences on cruises. I have a feeling that's the only way I'm going to get to see like the world though is if I take one of those Mediterranean cruises or like a Nordic cruise or an Alaskan cruise. I think I'd like to do that someday. Do you get motion sickness at all? No, 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 no. I've, I've been on boats before and 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 with these the big ocean. mega you know cruise ships. I don't even know if you feel anything or not. But I don't know uh, if you've been on. On one of these big awesome cruises, let us know. Do you feel the motion in the ocean? And I'm talking about the actual ocean. End of an era, Hammer. The CDC has announced they've stopped 
printing COVID-19 vaccination cards. They distributed around a billion of them total. Are you okay with this? No more vax cards being passed out. (laughs) Yes, I'm okay with this. God, I hate that thing in my wallet. I've got one of these things, because remember, I had to get the stupid vax against my will to keep my job and provide for my family at the old uh, yeah, I, ownership. I, I, I think the, the only time I ever used that stupid vaccine card was to email it to HR. Yeah. It never got any more use out of me. And listen... I I get, you know, people coming up to me all the time. Well, how come you're not like Rob Kendall? Why didn't you fight it? Because I didn't want to have a fake religious exemption, and I didn't want to have to take the test every single week. Maybe that's, you know, laziness on my behalf, but I just got the stupid thing to provide for my family because it sounded like the old ownership was ready to start firing people. Well, I, I got it because the, my doctor initially recommended it to me, and um, he says, "Hey, you got you know this kind of affects like you got high blood pressure and back to the old cholesterol thing." So he's like, "Yeah, you might want to think about getting it." So that's upon the recommendation of my doctor. Yes, now I'm. Which not, one did I, you I, get? Was it uh, Pfizer? The, Was it Moderna? The, the one with just the two, the Pfizer and then one. I can't remember if I followed up with a third or not. Because I got the one. I got the J&J, oh. the one-shot Johnny, yeah, Johnson yeah. & Johnson. Uh, I was told they didn't have the mRNA stuff in that one. I wanted the least yeah. crap in my body to keep my job. I'm not saying, you know, I'm, I'm not down on anybody that got the vaccine. I'm down on people that mandated the vaccine or else you lose your job. Like, of course, healthcare workers who were right. around the disease for a year and a half probably all had it probably all had natural and herd immunity or whatever you want to call it and then they were fired because they were treated you know one year treated like heroes the next year treated like piranhas hammer and there are still some businesses that require you show this so even though they're not passing no. out any new ones anymore there still could be a business if you're a new hire you have to show this stupid thing some universities too so if that's the case if you've lost yours or you burned it during a protest, you can still get it uh, online. Uh, I think it's still registered online somewhere, but it's just so ridiculous, and I'm glad that process is done. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. And now... Nigel, go off the rails with Rob Kendall. Noise pollution. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer right over there. Rob Kendall from the Kendall and Casey Show here to go off the rails. Rob, how are you? I'm great. Thanks, as always, to our segment sponsor, Garage Doors of Indianapolis. All right, so we've had a couple of days to let the dust settle. Kevin McCarthy, no longer Speaker of the House. The Gang of Eight, with the help of a bunch of Democrats, ousted him. What's next? What do you think happens now? Well, isn't it wild that, and this is the most Republican thing ever, so the Republicans agree to rules. Everybody signs off on it when they vote for McCarthy to be Speaker. It's very clear if you don't behave in these parameters, what's going to happen to you or could potentially happen to you. He doesn't behave in the parameters he agreed to. The thing that 
was supposed to be the deterrent is put forward and these republicans are more mad at matt gates for holding kevin mccarthy accountable to the agreement he made than they are at joe biden chuck schumer nancy pelosi i tell you guys this all the time there is no difference between these two parties on about 98 percent of the stuff and they proved it once again and then didn't on top of that didn't mcconnell say yesterday we need to change the rules yes well (laughs) but, but but this stuff happens all the time so if you guys remember when Todd Young didn't get those signatures to get on the ballot, because the signature thing is designed to keep, in Indiana, you have to get so many signatures to run for U.S. Senate. Todd Young didn't get the signatures. He had to go in front of election commission. Conveniently, in a, in a donor and lobbyist Christmas miracle, he was allowed to stay on the ballot, even though he didn't get the signatures. <laughs> the signatures requirement is designed to keep undesirables off the ballot. Well, one of their guys, because Todd Young was lazy and arrogant in getting those signatures, got caught in it. And when that happened, I thought Bob Osma and Long were going to tear hamstrings, sprinting to a podium, and they were talking about, well, maybe we need to take a look at this law. Maybe the law's a little outdated. <laughs> well, conveniently, Todd gets to stay on the ballot, and, well, the need to update the law goes by the wayside. This is what the Republicans do all the time. They do it nationally, they do it locally. The rules are designed they, to benefit them, and if it works where it doesn't benefit them, then they suddenly cry bloody murder. Well, the Democrats do it, too, right? With the filibuster and in right. uh, Half the time, they create the rules, and then they complain about them after they put right. it in place. Backing the Supreme Court, they want to change sure. the rules. But the, but the, but the, but the, this is what we keep coming back to. The Democrat, and I think they said this last night, the Democrats don't pretend to be different. The Republicans lie to me and tell me they're different. The Republicans <laughs> lie to me and say, if you elect me, I will do A, B, and C. And then they they agree to these things, and somebody goes, um, yeah, you didn't hold up your end of the bargain on this, so we're going to... I'm going to call your. I'm going to call you out on this. And whether it was professional office hopper Aaron Houchin or Larry Bouchon or Mike Pence, I mean the vitriol towards Matt Gates for simply holding Kevin McCarthy to his word tells you everything you need to know about these people. And it feels like to me, McCarthy was so arrogant he didn't think anybody would call him yep. out for violating that contract. Oh, even that morning, he was saying, "Oh, I'm confident. Yeah. I'm very confident right. about this." He didn't think they had the stones to come after him after he got the speakership. And then Matt Gates was like, blank me, blank you. Yeah, I tweeted out, uh, bring it on, Kevin McCarthy, and then below that I put mission accomplished, George W. Bush. Because <laughs> he, you're right, it was complete arrogance because Republicans always get away with lying. Every election cycle, will the spending is out of control, inflation is out of control, somebody should do something about it, elect us and we will do something. And then people go, well, hey, we elected you and you didn't do something about it. Oh, silly you, the adults are in charge. We can't do anything about it because chaos would ensue. So you say the word chaos. Nigel and I talked about this yesterday. That word's been thrown around a lot last couple of days. Republicans are in chaos. Chaos in the House. Is it really? No. They, it's so chaotic they took a week off work. Exactly. They don't come back until next Tuesday. And I said this. You guys may know I had a have had a rather animated disagreement with someone else who is on the air on this radio station because he said what I felt was a pretty insulting thing about people who have challenged people who supported Kevin McCarthy. And I said to that person last night, I said, if indeed Jim Jordan becomes Speaker of the House, which is looks like he's kind of the favorite in the clubhouse right it's now. It's down to Jordan and Scalise, it sounds like. Right. If indeed Jim Jordan becomes Speaker of the House, then will can we agree that Matt Gates will have been proven correct? Because don't we agree Jim Jordan is probably going to be markedly better than 
Kevin McCarthy. You get an upgrade, and it feels like, and Nigel and I talked about this yesterday, tell me if you agree or not, it's going to be a much easier process getting Jim Jordan or even Steve Scalise, if it's him, through the process than it was with Kevin McCarthy in the 15 rounds of voting. I used to see this all the time in local government. There were all these agencies that were outside of the government that the town would give money to. And one of the ones that stands out to me the most was the Chamber of Commerce. And this chamber in Brownsburg was lazy. It was unaccountable because they were getting money from the government to stay afloat. They didn't have to be reliable to businesses. They didn't have to advocate for businesses. They didn't have to do any of that stuff because they were getting public money. And I said, we're done giving you guys money. Well, if you cut the money from the chamber, the chamber will simply cease to exist. And I said, wait a second. You guys are the business community arm in in this town, and you're telling me you can't exist without government money? I call bullcrap. Oh, no, we're going to have to close our doors. It'll be all over for us. I don't know if you guys check right now if you go to the, if you Google Brownsburg Chamber of Commerce, there is not only a chamber of Commerce still in Brownsburg, but it is bigger and has more members than it ever had before. Why? Because somebody called their bluff and said, if you guys get off the government dole and you have to account for yourselves, you will have to either sink or swim on your own. And they started doing the things that people wanted them to do. And so they joined the chamber. (laughs) It's the same thing here. It's always, oh, the chaos will ensue. The world will end. Oh my gosh. They've already funded the government for 45 days. What what, what does it matter what happens for the next 45 days? Let's be honest. We live in this political bubble here, right? We follow this closely. Do you think the average person, if you walked out on Monument Circle and you spoke to 20 people, can you name the Speaker of the House? How many could probably name them? 1%? Maybe. 10% of Americans as a whole couldn't name couldn't tell you who Kevin McCarthy was. And, and, And would it really be so bad? Like, what would be the worst thing that would happen if we just didn't have a House of Representatives right now? Let's just say they couldn't do any business. What would be the worst thing that would happen? They've already funded the government for 45 days. But even after that, there's a famous episode of The Office where, for some reason, Michael is not there. And Jim is, like, talking into the camera. And he goes, you know, it turns out, if you have decent people and you just leave them alone, they generally take pride in their own work. Sure. And they'll just make sure things work. That's the way America is. Govern, govern, government is such a hindrance to progress. I think the best thing for us would be if the government just shut down. And I'm not talking for a week. I'm not talking for two weeks. I'm I'm not talking for a month. Let's try for six months without an open federal government, and let's see where we are at in this country. We are going off the rails with Rob Kendall. I, I wanted to ask you about this. It just popped in on my head because you were talking about Brownsburg. Are the Brownsburg firefighters mad at you? <laughs> well, that's been for about 11 years now. So uh, <laughs> What would have happened? Were uh, you in a forum where uh, there was a bunch of angry, big, bulky firefighters all staring you down? Re- remember this scene in the Blues Brothers where they have the concert and it's all the police that are there and they get on stage <laughs> and go, it's so good to see so much of Illinois' law enforcement community in the audience tonight. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, I go, to these, I go to these meetings and there's usually like three people, me and, and two others there. And conveniently, when it was about uh, budget, and the raises for the firefighters. Well, it was just a room full of firemen. And the uh, union boss guy got up and spoke, and he made uh, very clear that, uh, well, I was essentially fibbing about tax increases that were going to pay for these raises, that they deserve these 8%, by the way. Did you guys get 8% raises this year? No. Uh, <laughs> we didn't get anything. This now, year. <laughs> I was told very specific, very clearly from the council it wasn't a raise. It was an adjustment to their pay. Oh, uh, so, they fixed the glitch. Yeah, right. So the fact that you, who funds the government, didn't get an 8% raise, they did. They were very angry because- Do they deserve the raise? Yeah, I want firefighters to have raises. 
But it's not about whether you deserve it or not. It's about whether you in the private sector, because they have access to your money and can take it by force, should they get it just for existing? Again, did you get an 8% raise? I did not. Did you get an 8% raise? That's a negative. I feel lucky to still have a job. The average person in this country feels lucky to still have a job in the Biden economy. You shouldn't just be giving government workers money because they can take it. It's not whether they did a good job or not. You guys are number one. Is Brownsburg Firefighters number one? I don't know. I don't know the rank. But the, boy, but the point is, they get in this meeting and they go, he's lying about this tax increase or he's misleading. And there'll be this budget presentation and they're going to show you. Budget guy gets up and goes, yeah, there's going to be a tax increase. And this is the, it's always Rob Kendall's lying. He's misleading people. He's this, he's that. He's here for clicks. I love that they think my show ratings depend upon talking about what's going on with raises with Town of Brownsburg employees. So it's, it's not about, disgusting. It's not that you don't want firefighters to have a raise. It's that they lied to you about how they're going to get there. Yeah, right? it's a, that it's that the, the taxes are going up. You are giving government employees raises not equivalent with what the okay. private sector is getting who are paying for the raises. And it's just lazy governance anyway. Those town, the town council, some of the dumbest people alive, I mean, some just real men's of people out there, could totally have given him the raises and not raised taxes, but of course, they won a swimming pool that's going to cost $20 million! And where is that swimming pool located it's next to? It's be right next to the sewage plant. Okay. Can you stick around yeah, for one yes, more absolutely. Break? Yeah. We're, we're going off the rails with Rob Kendall. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. <laughs> Back with Rob Kendall, the Kendall and Casey show. We're going off the rails here on the Hammer and Nigel show. Fun night last night. Oh, it's great. A night with WIBC. Yeah. Thunder beers. We got to do thunder beers before the show. We, we got to do that during the show. Yeah, next time. Uh, that would be a great way to go out, wouldn't it? I oh, think next I'd be in. I think next year, instead of singing the song, we should just do Thunder Beers as the end tonight with WIBC. I think we should probably secure rides home <laughs> <laughs> before we do that at the end of the night. But that was but a that sold was... out crowd, man. They were rocking. We had a good time last night. And for somebody that's never been to one of these night with WIBCs, how would you describe it? Uh, I'd, it's First of all, my favorite part is getting to meet everybody beforehand. And they changed that a couple of years ago, where everybody who gets a ticket is yeah. part of the meet and greet. And they had customized t-shirts yeah. on. I think it's one guy uh, put every nickname we've come up with on our show on the back of his t-shirt. Oh, I met t-shirt. that guy, yeah. It, it was Joe, just, I think his name. And it's, such, it's so flattering. It's such an honor, because we always get told by the politicians, well, no one's listening to you. And the, you see the fact that we- the ratings <laughs> dictate right, otherwise. Right, but then you see a theater full of people. We could have sold double the amount of tickets we sold. You know, That's just how many the theater would hold is a couple hundred. That people are willing to give up their time and their money to come be a part of this because it's like we're all we're all family together on a weeknight. Yeah, it's awesome. I I just I love and it. And then they year. were into it. They were booing. They were laughing. Yep. They were cheering. Yep. We got them singing "Shout" at the end yeah. of the night, man. And it tells me there are tens of thousands of people in this state who listen to us every single day who agree with the stuff we're talking about. It's sometimes when we say these things, it's like you feel like you're on an island. But then you see that and you go, no, we are the voice of these people when we talk about limited government or accountable government or transparent government or lowering the taxes. Like, it's not. It's the, the people down the street from us are in the minority. Those state reps and state senators, they are the minority and the people we saw last night are the majority. They just don't represent them. And there are so many people that 
that want this radio station to fail. Like last night was a home run of an event. It was sold out. Everybody had drinks. We had a good time. We cheered. We laughed. We booed. We did all the things. And we still get trolls I on saw social that. media. Yeah, this morning we were getting trolled. Well, like, what's that about? Do you guys have this in your YouTube chat where somebody will spend three hours or four hours in this case with you guys out of their day just saying mean things about you in the YouTube chat? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. And we get more of it on Twitter than YouTube because you have more folks on the YouTube than, than we do. Whoop. We get it on Twitter. But yeah, and it's usually all the same people. Fake profile yeah. picture, like fake profile name or 85 numbers in the account. Yeah. Somebody that's too chicken blank to use their own identity talking about how awful we that's are. That's how we started out our segment last night with a tweet that we got <laughs> that mentioned my wife and her rich elite friends and these <laughs> fancy vacations that you go on. Right. Like, like this person stalking my wife's Instagram account. It has. I no- didn't realize Liston was a fancy <laughs> vacation. <laughs> yeah, but is it Great Wolf Lodge, boy? Really? Isn't there something on the weird hog? though about somebody who every day, in our case, it's three hours a day, spends three hours of the, out of their day subjecting themselves to something they claim to hate? Isn't that weird? And they're so passionate, but yet they don't want their real identity yeah. to be exposed. I chuckle all the time on the way home to think that guy or girl, and there's many of them in our YouTube. They wasted three hours out of their day. What do they think? I'm going to read the YouTube and go, oh, uh, uh, whatever screen name is angry at me. Boy, I really better think twice about that tomorrow <laughs> before I have the, the take that's rooted in 20 years of politics and government. I'm, I'm going to just totally change my... That is so weird. And they don't realize they're helping us. That counts for our ratings. The YouTube stuff counts for our ratings and our bonuses. And it's like... Just bonuses. So, <laughs> so you weird. You and your drugs, Rob. <laughs> What's coming up tomorrow? Uh, boy, what the hell do we have? Oh, we have Charles Bookwalter coming on. He is challenging Jim Baird, who represents the 4th Congressional District. I would vote for an aged potato skin over Jim Baird. So we like to uh, promote people who we think are for good government, and he'll uh, he'll be there to tell us about that. Special thanks to Garage Doors of Indianapolis. He's off the rails. He's Rob Kendall. Thanks, Rob. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.